Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to a brand new episode of Ivy Exec Insights, a weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. You can visit us at ivyexec.com and join our growing executive network. In today's episode, we have two very special guests, one of you whom you already know, that's Ivy Exec's own senior career advisor, Anastasia Gavrilovich. And we have an opportunity to speak to Ivy Exec's former senior career advisor, Angela Milenkovic. So uh, about Anastasia, as you already know, Anastasia is a senior career advisor who worked with more than 2,000 clients uh, ranging from entry level to the C-suite across various industries. She helps clients learn how to embark on their job search in the most effective way. In addition to giving resume critique and career advice, Anastasia also provides business consulting services. Angela Milenkovic is a former senior career advisor here at Exec, and now a part, a part of SuccessMinder, a coaching service for businesses and individuals. With a background in recruiting, she helps uh, professionals tells a power, uh, tell a powerful story that others will remember. An expert on LinkedIn and resumes, she supports clients in developing their brand and provides actionable job search tips. She holds a BA in psychology and enjoys writing and rowing. In this session, we will talk about career goals, how to achieve them, and how to know which ones are authentic. Welcome, Anastasia and Angela. Thank you. We're happy, happy to be here. Thank you. Very excited to chat with you guys this morning. Okay, so let's start with our returning guest and almost host. <laughs> uh, we had a couple already done, but it's always great to uh, have you back, uh, Anastasia. Uh, for those uh, who haven't been able to listen in to your uh, to our episodes, actually, can you tell us, please, a little bit about yourself, about your current role and your career path within Ivy Exec and your general professional background, so to say. Of course, uh, for anyone who doesn't know me yet, I think um, my story is very in with the topic that we have today because I started off as someone who graduated in economics and finance and accounting. And then I realized that that is not my authentic <laughs> career, not my authentic goal. And I moved away from that. So now I'm a senior career advisor. My goal, my authentic goal is to be a career coach because I like working with people. Um, and of course, this job actually opened my eyes because I was brave enough to take on um, this job that took me out of, outside of my comfort zone. Uh, but it really helped me understand that I want to work with people, I want to talk to people, I help them with their resume, with their LinkedIn profile, with their job search strategy. And uh, when they let me know that they got their new role or landed that interview or whatever it may be that they wanted to achieve, it, it really makes me <laughs> feel good. It makes me feel great and they are usually very grateful about it. So that is what I want to continue doing. Thank you. And Angela, what about you? Can you tell us a little bit about your own career path, a little bit about your time with Ivy Exec and your current endeavors? Gladly, um, Alexander. Thank you for asking. So, yeah, well, I had the privilege of working with Ivy and um, all of the Ivy's clients, um, um, just like Anastasia said, together with her and um, on my own, of course, I've helped thousands of professionals uh, develop their personal brand, um, find the next job, um, land that interview, and that can be very fulfilling. Um, I have a background in psychology, so I've always been very attracted to the idea of helping people um, go through their lives um, and, and, and kind of find their fulfillment and change their behavior if needed. Um, so through coaching, I really found a way to do that in a very 
sort of real life manner in a very practical uh, manner. And that is why coaching really is the best fit for me. Um, in my career in talking about authentic goals, that is my authentic goal. Uh, as Anastasia was saying, I think that's very important. Um, that, that's a very important topic to um, talk about. So yeah, um, that's kind of how I found my uh, passion and, and my way to implement my psychological uh, knowledge and my passion for um, kind of guiding people and uh, being that uh, partner for them. Thank you. And uh, we can now dive a little bit deeper into our uh, discussion for today. Uh, and to start us off, I have a very interesting question. It uh, seems like everyone wants to become an executive these days. So what do you guys think based on your own experience working with people, either as a, a career coaches, or either as uh, advisors uh, based on your calls regarding their either LinkedIn's resume critiques or um, your LinkedIn rewrites, uh, as I know that you guys have done that those quite <laughs> quite a couple. So, what are your experiences? Sure. So. It is very true that most people do want to become an executive. Most people that I work with when it comes to LinkedIn rewrites, they always have that goal in mind, whether they are currently at the VP level and they just want to reach the C-suite, or maybe they're even you know, one step lower than that director level, they still want to get to the top. And I think, even when I talk to people that are just beginners, you know, students, uh, entry-level professionals, they they would usually tell me like, yeah, but I want to be a CEO one day or I want to be a CFO. And to me now, at this moment, it, it, it seems... It seems inauthentic when everyone tells me that. But I have to say, when I just graduated, I had the same mindset. <laughs> And I always, uh, I always used to tell, even during interviews, like, what do you, what is your end goal? You know, CFO, because I was in finance. So that was my end goal. But I really think that media has added a lot to it. I think we are um, just in, inundated. It's everywhere that we see, everywhere that we go, articles, LinkedIn, even movies, we always see this, these successful people and they are at a certain level. They are at an, an executive level. And I think that most people connected executive with success, almost like an equation. If you get to that level, you are successful. But it all depends on what you believe success is for you because it doesn't have to be that it can be many different things. As we already mentioned, we like working with people. So my idea of success is being able to work with people and help people. My idea isn't to, you know, become a C-suite professional and have great budgets and, you know, uh, leadership, uh, creating leadership strategies. Um, so it doesn't have to be that, but I think that mindset of many, many people is very narrowly focused on reaching the C-suite. And I think that we, we started this topic today so we can explore that a bit and see why that is or isn't something that is great for everyone. Right, right. And Angela, do you maybe have any follow-ups to that question? Yeah. Yeah, surely. Well, I, I definitely agree with Anastasia on that one. It does seem like there is a sort of um, idolization almost of, um, of you know, that, that's associated with being in the C-suite. And uh, I mean, those people are very admirable. They do do a lot. Um, um, and not everyone would be able to do such thing. But uh, I, I feel like... Um, what comes with that is also status and authority automatically. And a lot of people 
um, find that to be rather appealing. And sometimes even without really thinking about, okay, what is it that I want authentically? It's easy to say, well, I'm very ambitious and this is my end goal um, because that's automatically associated with success. And that's not to say that for a lot of people that isn't an authentic goal. It just um, it, it's just a matter of, of also kind of connecting that to your other values uh, and to your other motives and um kind of realizing, okay, why is this something that would fulfill me? So not just because it's glamorized and idolized, but also because I authentically want it. And I think that's really the difference there. Great. And uh, thank you. I have a little bit of a follow-up. So uh, since we already mentioned uh, success and uh, reaching uh, the C-suite uh, for majority of uh, people. Uh, so can you tell me, is that the only way to be successful? Is that the only way to measure uh, success in your own career path, in your own career background? Uh, for example, uh, taking a step back in five, 10 years uh, uh, in the past and looking forward uh, five, 10 years uh, in the future, what uh, additional additional ways or uh, what additional traits can we look forward in measuring success if we aren't able to achieve the C-suite? Well, you know, I think it's all about being honest with yourself and taking some time to reflect on what it is that you really want, what is really important to you. Um, you know, not to mention a lot of children of lawyers are lawyers, right? A lot of children of doctors are doctors and so on. If you have parents that are very successful, you might want to do that automatically so they would be proud of you and so on. Uh, but when you take some time to reflect, even reaching the C-suite, what am I trying to achieve with reaching this? Does that mean that I want to feel proud of myself? Okay, so what are some other ways that I can feel proud of myself? Do I want to feel powerful? Do I want to feel in charge? Um, do I want to be the one that makes decisions? Is that my motivator for this? Right, okay, then I can become a C-suite leader or I can start my own business and I can make all the decisions. And it can be very focused on the market that I want, um, you know, and of course, yeah. yes, in that way, if you start your own business, you will automatically be the CEO, but that isn't, you know, why you started it. You started so you would be able to make all the shots, so you would be independent, so you would create this own bubble of yours where you are uh, happy. Um, so when we take some time to reflect, what are our values? What is important to us? Is that freedom? Is that respect? Is that being powerful, being proud? What do we want right. really in life? And then when we find that out, then we can take a step back. And so what are all of the ways that I can achieve this? Because there is never only one way. There is never only one way to achieve something. So if you are chasing a feeling, you can always find alternatives. If you're chasing power, you can always found, uh, find different ways to, to achieve that. Uh, but something that Andrew already mentioned that is very important is what is also valuable to you outside of your work? And that is something that we talked about a bit in our last session about quiet quitting, right? And about right. having boundaries with your work life and your personal life. Because you're not just that CEO or, you know, a great IT guy or finance director. You are perhaps also a husband, a wife, you know, a parent or a daughter, you know, someone who wants to spend time with their parents. Perhaps you have friends, you have hobbies, you want to be healthy, you want to go to the gym. If you really care about that and your job isn't allowing you to spend any time, you know, doing everything else, then are you really happy? Did you really achieve your goal? So it's all about realizing uh, what is the way to achieve everything that I want? What is the way to achieve 
a very rich work life and a very rich personal life at the same time that is aligned with my own values that can be very different than yours, Alexander, or yours, Angela, even though we are on a similar path, you know, because we can have other different values and desires for our life. Yeah, yeah totally and I agree. think really, um, sorry to, to cut you off there, but I feel like success is so, it, it's become almost a, almost a vague term. Like, what does it mean to be successful? Does it mean uh, having a lot of money? Well, that's, I mean, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty banal description of being successful. So when I um, work with my clients, I'd rather um, talk about, fulfillment so how do you reach not success but rather fulfillment what is it that will enable you to feel um, like your work life balance does exist um, it doesn't mean that you'll be working six hours a day and then have all the rest of the time to yourself that doesn't mean to be fulfilled it, it that's not success it's not uh, having time to yourself—that's not. That doesn't mean having a good work-life balance. It's not just that. It's not the number of hours of free time we have. It's about how, um, how well how fulfilled we are by that by those six hours or however many hours we spend at work. So we do gotta enjoy our work. Like it's not. It's not just about the number of hours, the num the, the amount of stress that we are um, under. It's also about actually enjoying what you do. Um, and of course, I'm more than happy to talk more about that. I think this is kind of the the the, the, the core of everything that um, we're trying to communicate here. Thank you both for sharing that. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, so the next question would be, uh, and Angela, we can start uh, from you this time. Uh, Anastasia mentioned uh, something, and I think it, it's a great introduction into this question, uh, that uh, mostly uh, children of lawyers become lawyers, children of doctors become doctors. Uh, my question is, do you think that people are taking into account their own personal desires, their strengths, but also sort of limitations when they're setting their career goals? Yes, this is um, this is an amazing question, and I'm very passionate about this because um, I feel like oftentimes we don't really take the time to understand our personal desires, or when we do have personal desires, we don't necessarily connect those with uh, a certain career path. Um, we, you know, have desires in terms of our love life, our friendships our hobbies. Uh, but then when it comes to career, I feel like because, well, often we have to make very important career decisions at a young age when we're entering college, for example, and we're just right. 18, 19, however, like you, you, you're, you're not old enough to understand the, the depths of your desires. <laughs> um, and then you end up kind of stumbling upon a certain career and you end up being confused five years in because you're like, why am I even doing this? I don't even understand why I picked this. That often happens, and I talk to a lot of people who who have gone through gone through um, um, this. So, um, what I always put an emphasis on is understanding. Okay, for me personally, what is my ideal self in terms of my career? What is important for me? Uh, what are my skills? Like I want to sit down and define my skills. Um, is it good communication? Is it empathy? Um, is it, um, you know, creativity? Is it uh, telling a compelling story? Okay, all of those I have. Now let's think from there. What are the careers that would um allow me to implement those skills? Um, what are some skills that I simply do not have? I'm terrible at math. Being in finance would just not work for me. I could aspire to be a CFO, but I just simply do not have the skill set. Um, so there's something to be said about simply, you know, the, the, the um, kind of the deck of cards that you've been dealt. What are your skills? That's like the very um, beginning of, of you defining your ideal self. Um, and then from there, you also want to um, 
well, understand that um, you cannot even be passionate about something unless you reach a certain level of proficiency. And this is one thing that people often forget about. Like I thought that I, that I would be very passionate about marketing. And now uh, with um, SuccessMinder, I had a chance to implement my marketing quote unquote knowledges um, and, and um, well, actually like lay out lay out a bargaining strategy for us. And I started doing that and I realized, well, this is just hard. I, I don't really enjoy this. And then I realized, well, I don't enjoy, enjoy it because I have no clue what I'm doing in my head. I, I felt like I would just simply understand right. it, but I, I'm just not masterful enough. Um, so you've got to reach a certain level of expertise to become passionate about something because only then will you um, handle certain problems with ease. So understand your um, skills, your um, the the knowledge that you already have. Be prepared to go through a rough patch while you're trying to build upon those skills and simply learn stuff that needs to be learned, and then um, identify your real self. Okay, where are you right now? If if you have a vision of your ideal future self and, and you're here right now, how do you get from point A to point B? And this is called the intentional change model, defining those two points and then implementing the action plan on how to move those two closer. And for some people, those two will be very close. For some people, those will be very far apart. Um, and with the help of coach, um, laying uh, out that plan and, and building uh, the mini steps in between um, and, and kind of trying to get those two closer, that really is what a good coach will help you do. Um, and for those who understand um, Freudism and um, psychology a little bit better, the difference here is almost like a difference between your superego and your ego. So again, something that you view as the ideal self, something that you aspire to, and your current reality. Um, so yeah, the intentional change model that that's called, and um, people can look it up too. It's pretty uh, popular. Thank you. To, mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry. I have to say this happened to me with my first job. <laughs> I I just graduated and I got into consulting management consulting and in my area of the world that was like the place to be that was the elite you know that was in a big big consulting company one of the big four uh being able to do that and i was happy there for about two weeks <laughs> and then everything started to feel like I wasn't supposed to be there. Like that wasn't a place to me. I had the knowledge. I am resourceful. You know, I, I right. taught myself everything because no one really wants to help me in my own personal situation. Not saying that that happens always, uh, but I wasn't happy there. I actually started thinking that I might have completely mistaken my path like why did i graduate from economics maybe i don't want to work in a corporation maybe this is not for me and then when i took a step back so why am i here it was because that was what my parents expected of me and i was very young and when i was 18 i actually wanted to study psychology <laughs> but that wasn't acceptable in that case because uh according to my parents that didn't make enough money and I needed to get into a field that makes enough money. So I went there and then once I started doing it, I realized that, that is completely not who I am. It's just not a place for me. <laughs> Maybe it's not even my ideal self. Maybe it's my mom's, <laughs> my ideal self. Right. But when I, when I realized what I really wanted to do and the authentic person that I am, I couldn't even function in some large corporations just because the way that they operate. When I took a step back, I, I instantly landed in a smaller company, in a startup, in uh, an environment that worked for me. 
And that's when I was like, maybe I didn't make such a big mistake. Maybe I was just trying to do something that I wasn't meant to do. That wasn't a good path for me. And, you know, the gap was there, <laughs> but then it started shrinking <laughs> as I moved from job to job and found myself somewhere where I actually feel, you know, good and, and, and happy, you know, happy about Monday, happy about doing my job. So it, it might take a couple of years <laughs> or if you hire a coach, it, it will take less. <laughs> no. I totally agree, especially the part with uh, choosing college. Uh, I I strictly believe that 18, 19 is a very young age to be, uh, as you said, Angela, really passionate about it, about something. And the minority of people actually know from the time they uh, started going to college that they will actually be able to find job and a function in that industry that they have chosen for themselves. But uh, also, I agree with you, Anastasia, that uh, your that something that you have majored has nothing possibly to do with your own career goals that you set for yourself. So speak, uh, speaking of uh, setting those uh, authentic career goals, as you call them, uh, when someone sets an authentic uh, career goal, what do you need to do to achieve it? Yeah, that's a great question, right? It's, it's, it's all about, okay, Great. That that sounds great. I also want to have an authentic career goal, but how do I actually get there? So um, again, taking a step back, you want to sit down and be very honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself and um, define those two, as I said, your ideal self and your real self. And then you say, and yeah, working with a coach really does help because you always have someone to hold, hold you accountable. Um, and it's very, it's, it's reciprocal for all of us. Like we, we are all biased um, when it comes to our own self. Uh, so it's hard for anyone to define, um, well, the, the current self, <laughs> um, right? The, the uh, present time self. So you needed that action plan. You need to develop and maintain uh, a diligent plan. And um, it's when you have a big, task, it's almost impossible to complete it. But when you um, kind of um, make smaller chunks and make smaller plans, mm -hmm. um, smaller tasks, it does become a lot more doable. So ABC, okay, step one, two, three, five. Um, that's what you want to do. And then also, this is something that Dan and I talk about a lot. Um, you want to have a support network. And for a lot of people, um, this isn't necessarily intuitive. That not It's not something that they do. You want to make your goals public. Um, you want to uh, build a network around you. Um, it can be your inner circle. It doesn't have to be 5,000 people on LinkedIn, obviously. Uh, but you want their feedback and you want them to hold you accountable uh, on that intentional change journey and you want them to help you you, you kind of want to help them help you um okay i really want to work on doing x and y you guys um that's my goal for this month at the end of the month it's almost like it's like a quarterly re review but from your own uh people uh and coaching here of course is is very helpful there's a famous grow coaching model um, it's quite popular and, and it's an acronym. It's there. It stands for goal, reality, options, and will. Um, and that's all kind of a part of that intentional change model that we, uh, that we've been talking about. So this is where I am. This is my vision of my future self. This is my vision and my mission. I know exactly why I'm trying to get there. Um, I understand my desires. I understand my skill set. I understand my personal values. Um, and that's how I'm going to get there. Um, and this really is the only way for people to feel like they they do have that work-life balance, like they're actually fulfilled. Because if you're in a, in a job 
again, as I said, like it doesn't matter how much time you spend at work. Let's say that you go and work for five hours, but you you just simply do not care about that. And you'll come back home and you'll feel absolutely emotionally drained for from just doing something that you do not care about. Um, and if you had to spend 10 hours doing something that fulfills your being and, and that makes you feel just amazing and, and, and very applied, well, that's going to feel great. And then you're going to have more energy to be a good father, daughter, whatever you need to be outside of work. So it's not about working less. It's about working with purpose. And I feel like there's, there's sometimes kind of almost a mismatch there in, in, in media. And, and in Europe, there is obviously a big push to um, cut the work week to four days, uh, have shorter work hours, all of that. And that's good stuff. But like, if, if we only focus on the number of hours we spend working, we're missing the point. We're missing the point. Uh, I have to mm -hmm. disagree just by a bit. And that is because I talked to a lot of people who worked 80 hours a week. <laughs> and I feel like no matter how much you love your job, if you work 80 hours a week, you will be drained. And, you know, sometimes that's why people take a step back. You know, I have been a CEO for 10 years. I can't do it anymore. I just want to be a contributor. I just want to be an individual worker. I don't even want to manage people because I'm burned out. So I agree to to some extent, of course, it's very important that we like what we do, that we feel good about it. But if we overdo it, I, I, I feel like someone who works 80 hours a week just can't have a, a work-life balance if they are sleeping. Um, sufficient, <laughs> sufficient hours. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that that goes without saying. There's a there's definitely a point of diminishing returns there, no matter how much we love our job and and our call. Um, well, actually, there is a famous study by uh, a psychologist. His name is Kahneman. He's very um, Daniel Kahneman. He's very um, famous in the. Um, in the in the psychology circles, but um, he had a study in I think 2010 ish, um, some time ago, um, and um, the main conclusion of that study was that uh, no matter what is it that you do, once you reach 70 a salary of 75k, you peaked. Like your happiness will peak. Everything. From that point on, more money will not bring more happiness. And just a few days ago, this is what made me remember um, this, this study to begin with. Just a few um, days ago, they came up with a uh, with a new study on that subject. They kind of redid their um, original um, study, and they came up with new findings that nowadays that um, ideal salary drastically, drastically went up. And there's something to be said about that because I think we as a society are more money-oriented 15 or so um, years from their initial study. And of course, with the um, state of economy um, that, that we have um, you know, in, in the year of 2023, um, things are just not as stable as they used to be. Um, and I feel like people feel like they need more of a cushion in terms of their finances. Um, so now that ideal, um, that ideal number is well above, uh, 100K a year, which is, you know, a pretty sizable salary for, um, any market. So yeah, I just, just wanted to, to bring that up. There's definitely, um, a point of diminishing returns in terms of, um, income, uh, and that, but that point has gone up recently. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 is very true. And sometimes you can get into that trap of always wanting more, right? You just want to get that mm -hmm. raise. You feel like you deserve it. Uh, but it's also about living costs because we will all realize that, you know, parents of our parents could buy a house <laughs> very easily. <laughs> It's right. kind of different nowadays, um, especially in the U.S. Like when I when I hear prices 50 years ago and nowadays when it comes to real estate, it's like the difference is 
huge. So I do understand why people would would need more or or think that they need more money in order to to achieve happiness. Um, so so I definitely agree with that. But I just want to take a step back and and um, continue what Angela was saying uh, in a way that we need a supportive network. I feel like for a lot of people. It will. They will already be five, ten years into their career once they realize that you know maybe they need an authentic career goal, and they might feel, you know, very scared about making a change because now when you want to change industries or careers, you can't be at the same level that you were. You need to take a step back. You need to maybe be- become a beginner, and that's why, in addition to having a great coach, you know, and and a support network, I think it would be essential for someone to find a mentor that already achieved that goal. You know, if your goal is to become um, chief of staff at a nonprofit, you want to find someone who is already there. You want to learn from them. You want to, you know, offer, of course, your help with any task or whatever it may be in return for that mentoring but having that relationship and having a mentor that already achieved your authentic career goal that will lead you, that will guide you, I think that is also one big element in, in this entire process of, of getting to that actual goal, achieving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, so, my next, and we uh, touched upon... Angela, you did actually touch upon a point of safety, which we will talk about it in a bit since, unfortunately, the massive, massive wave of layoffs are just scrolling through LinkedIn, scrolling through social media, and that is something that we, Anastasia and myself, uh, have addressed in our previous sessions. So... It would be great to hear your input, but uh, before that, uh, I just wanted to uh, ask you uh, directly, Angela, as a career coach, and Anastasia, you can also uh, feel free to share your feedback. In your uh, coaching uh, practice, what is uh, what is it that people often often bring up as common pain points? Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. It, it's tough to pick um one <laughs> have to pick one but I, I I feel like yeah we're kind of going with the with the um, theme of today here I would say the lack of vision especially amongst younger clients um you know how you often say um you know I, the famous I don't I don't know what to do with my life I don't know what to do with my career um you got that first job right out of college um, kind of feeling like you have to say yes to something, knowing that you can't be too picky since you don't have much experience. And now you're five years into being whatever, a dev specialist. And you just feel like, yeah, that's, that's really not, not for you. So now you feel like you have no vision and you just simply lack control. You feel like you can't even you can't even control your career, your life. It's, it, and it's, it's hard to change anything from that, um, that spot of vulnerability and, and feeling like you don't really have much control. Um, but this can really be uh, alleviated through defining that ideal self and, and putting it all on paper, um, creating that plan saying, okay, this is my step number one. I start tomorrow. I'm sharing it with my inner circle. I have my coach. Uh, my coach has my back. And, and and we are on this path. And this will really help everyone uh, feel like they're in the driver's seat again. And that alone brings um, a lot more happiness. And from there, it, it's just about staying true to that um, goal and going one step at a time. And I mean, I, I just have to say, as someone who is um, who's a personal branding expert, uh, once you create that vision, once you create that ideal self, it's going to be a lot easier for you to um, also define your personal brand. And 
I feel like personal brand as a term is kind of tossed around um, very often and and um, kind of too often these days. And um, some sometimes people take it for granted, thinking it's not that big of a deal. But it it really is because your personal brand, as I the way I think about it, your personal brand is your career identity, your professional identity. If you don't have one, I mean. You're just building your 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 you're just building your career in sand. You don't want that. Um, so you need to have a defined personal brand. That is the best way for you to market yourself. That's the best way to for you to communicate what is it that you do with your colleagues. And if you stay consistent, well, you you then that is how you will make yourself quote unquote safe in the midst of the, of these, um, of, of those massive layoffs. And we can talk more about that, but those two kind of go hand in hand. And once you have those set in stone, once you have those, um, determined, defined, it does, it does get easier from there. And, um, that's why I think coaching is, um, something that we all could benefit from. And at success minder, I do want to say that we are very passionate about kind of democratizing, coaching and making it accessible for a lot of professionals. And I feel like a few years ago, coaching was almost exclusive to, uh, well, executives and C-level, senior level um, professionals, but more and more it's becoming available to uh, everyone. And I think that's great. And one of the missions that we have at SuccessMinder is to make coaching more accessible for everyone. We do have very affordable rates and we love um, kind of creating that path for people who are um, not like super early on in their career, but um, who are, let's say, in the the middle of their career and they just need some um, help figuring out where to go from there. I have to say that people that, have no idea are the most difficult to brand. And that is why what you said is so important because people will come to me without any clear vision of what they want to do and ask me to write a great LinkedIn profile for them. So how do I do that? (laughs) You know, well, maybe I will be a marketing director or maybe I can go into fintech or I'm also interested. Well, why would you, where would you put me based on my resume? Like that's yeah. never, <laughs> that's never how you want to think about your career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so actually investing some money and time to realize what it is that you want, what is your vision, what is your goal? That is the only way to actually brand yourself and then get there and then have a resume and have a LinkedIn profile that say that so you can actually achieve it. When you are all over the place, it's just, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And circling back to that uh, layoffs uh, pain point that uh, we mentioned. So in the midst of uh, these massive layoffs, what can you do to make yourself safe? What can you do to uh, be in the driver's seat of your own job security these days? Yeah, well, okay, let me, let me, let me tell you about this story. The other day I was on a treadmill um, in, my, in my local gym and I was, you know, that they, they have TVs all over the place. And I live in Chicago, so um, morning news were on and it, like in between um, weather forecasts, um, surprise, surprise, you guys are getting more snow. Um, so yeah, in the middle of them telling us we're getting more snow, um, and you know, sports news, NFL stuff, the, the usual, um, they were also talking about layoffs and, and they had this coach, um, as their guest talking about how to act if you get laid off, what to do. And I'm like, well, yeah, this is this is actually this is national news. Like this is just crazy. And when that becomes national news, you really gotta think about the the, the state of the job market and and 
the economy. And it was kind of scary. So I think this is a very important question. And um, I think it's important for everyone to understand, okay, these are the steps I can I can take to prevent that any way I can. Um, so I think for me, um, yeah, like having, having a solid brand and, and working with that consistently um, is one of the things you can do. Um, then you want to actively communicate your achievements with your network and your colleagues. And you know how sometimes people say, well, I just let I just let my my actions speak for themselves. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's fine. You definitely want to have results and actions to uh, to to talk about. Yeah, that goes without saying, but it's it's not like these achievements and actions are independent entities living their own lives, kind of being, you know, out there in the ether doing all the work for you. That That's not how it works anymore. Uh, your actions need a spokesperson um, to kind of push them through all the noise that we all get these days. I feel like we all we're we're all constantly swimming in this huge pool of information. Like there's just too much information out there. Everyone's everyone's sharing something. And if you want to stand out, it's it's not enough simply to just have those results. You have to kind of push them. So actively communicate those achievements with your network. Let's say you had a great quarter. Why not share that on LinkedIn? There there's nothing bad about that. It's not braggy. It's intentional. Um, and you want to stay relevant. You know how people talk about um, continuing your education, how we all have to, um, how, you know, having a bachelor degree is just simply not enough these days uh, in many cases. Um, and how things are ever how things are always changing in the world of business. Um, and, but uh, yeah, and, and I do agree with that, but that's not to say you have to go and get another, a, a new master uh, degree every three years. That's just not possible. And with the prices of um, higher education, that's just, you know, well, uh, impossible, like financially impossible. But what you can do is stay relevant. And what I mean by that is um, you want to stay on top of all the important updates in your industry. What are the newsletters that you can subscribe to that will enable you to be the most informed person in the room? Um, maybe, the, you know, I'm, that might be The Economist or, or The New York Times, whatever it is, so you, you know what's relevant in your uh, neck of um, neck of the woods. But um, yeah, staying relevant, consistently working on your brand because your brand is your identity and communicating achievements. I think those would be the three most important things to, um, um, to um, yeah, to, to work on to keep you safe. Thank you. And we have time just to go through. Uh, and Anastasia, we can start with you. Can you share any key takeaways from our conversation today? What should our listeners look forward in their own career path? What they can implement? Sure. So I have to say that it every, everything starts with being honest, being honest with yourself. That is the first step. But the second step is letting go of anyone else's expectations. You can never build your authentic career while you're listening to what everyone else is saying. Even if that means listening to media, like, oh, now we all need to go into fintech. Oh, now, you know, it's all about sustainability. Or this is the only industry that will make money in five years. I think that is where we get pushed off our authentic path. You need to take a step back because you are the person who will actually do it. You are the person who will go day to day um, through, through all of that. So you really need to pay attention to what you personally want. What are your values? How will this job make you happy? And if not this one, which one? Which career is the right career for you? Angela, anything to add? 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Anastasia. Um, and my my key takeaway point would be uh, let's start talking about fulfillment and not success. Um, and for each and every person listening to us today, how do you define fulfillment? What's your what's your vision of your ideal self? Defi- try to define that. And through trying to achieve that, you will also achieve that fulfillment. And um, if you feel like you can't do that, then you need a coach. Perfect. Great. Great. Well, thank you both for having the time to go through this, uh, these questions and this discussion with me, uh, Angela. Thank you so much for joining us today. Anastasia, always a pleasure to have you. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to ask you if you can uh, both share your, let's say, contact information for our listener, our listeners who would like to hear a little bit more about your coaching services or your career advisor services. Yes, yeah, so you can find um, SuccessMinder at www.successminder.com. You can also find me on um, LinkedIn. Um, it's A-N-D-J-E-L-A. That's how you spell my name. Um, and uh, yes, I, um, I I help people with uh, their personal brand. I help people with coaching. Uh, at SuccessMinder, we have a team of certified coaches uh, we, as I said, have pretty affordable prices. So I love to talk more to um, the Ivy exec crowd. I, I know it's a group of amazing people. So um, to whoever might need these services, do not hesitate to um, reach us. That's great. Uh, well, you can always find me here. <laughs> I will probably be on the next podcast. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is also very weird to spell, but I'm sure uh, you already <laughs> you already found me or received an email from me, Anastasia Kavrilovic. Um, and of course, if you are an Ivy Exec member, we have a promo ongoing right now. The, co- the code is job security. So if you want to have a quick chat with me about your LinkedIn profile or your resume, feel free to schedule a session. Well, again, thank you both uh, for joining us today. Uh, As you all have heard, go to successminder.com, speak with Angela, go to iExec.com, speak with Anastasia. This was Alexander with iExec Insights, and I'll speak with you next time. Take care, everybody.